Hi everyone, I'm Haley Wilhelm and welcome to Quotable, where we question Brock University professors on topics relating to their research or creative work. In today's episode, we are talking to Dr. Aaron Moreau, an assistant professor of digital media here at Brock University in the Center for Digital Humanities. Dr. Moreau, would you like to introduce yourself and your topic of study? Hi, yeah, thanks for uh, for inviting me to do this. This is really exciting. I um, My area of study increasingly has to do with cybersecurity, um, which is a topic that we haven't really heard of a lot. It's not really a household kind of term, but we are hearing more and more about how our digital devices are watching us. They're listening to us. They're more involved in collecting data. Um, and cybersecurity has a lot to do with that. The way that we manage our data, the way that we uh, really just take care of our digital personas online. Um, and so that's that's something that I've been looking at. It's really been spurred by really just a, a fabulous book published by Shoshana Zuboff, who's a uh, professor of business um, at, uh, at the Harvard Business School. Um, and she wrote a book called The Age of Surveillance Capitalism, which is a great big book it's sitting on my desk in front of us for looking at it. Um, and it, in it, she describes really a new economic order where large companies are no longer um, really charging for what, they, what services they provide. Um, they're, they're now giving things away for free. We use our Google accounts quite happily. Um, we log into our Facebook accounts without really thinking about the exchange that goes on. And I think implicitly we know that the exchange is our data and that our identities are the, the thing that we are trading for this service to connect or be more productive or just have a really good smartphone. Um, but in this, there's a, there's a distancing from a economic standpoint where Shoshana Zuboff says, well, where's the reciprocity? In previous eras in the 20th century, um, large car makers would have a sense of reciprocity where they would make large, they would make cars, they would have factories, but people would also take home, um, you know, a, an income that would sustain them. And so now we see large companies that don't really have much to do with society anymore. They're simply just uh, giving us services online, harvesting our data, but not giving back to society and culture in the way that um, you know, a previous industrial age would have. And so this she described um, as surveillance capitalism. Um, it's a new form of, of looking at really the, the, the human dimension, what it is to be uh, human in, in a digital age. Um, and I think that that's changing for us as we go through. So, and it, it's something that's kind of crept like a lot of things um, with uh, Google in the early days, you know, as a Stanford startup, um, they would uh, collect user data so that they can improve the product, right? And I think that that's largely how a lot of this surveillance work um, begins. Um, it's an honest attempt to just improve the quality of service. Um, but as that time goes on, um, the, the data that we collect about ourselves and who we are um, becomes commodified and becomes a piece of really extending who we are in our digital footprint. And so these are kind of some of the terms that we're talking about. And large companies that are springing up, like uh, that we haven't heard about, become data clearinghouses. 
that, that manage really our digital identities online without our say or approval. So companies like BlueKai, Datalogix, Cantor, uh, many of the listeners might not have heard of those, <laughs> um, but these are, these are very large companies that have a lot to do with how um, really our digital identities are bought and sold on a daily basis. And so that's, a, that's a, something that we're, we're starting to think about more and really my work and my book, Cybersecurity in the Humanities, um, which should be out in 2020, is, is looking at these issues really from a humanities side, from the human dimension. And so we see examples like in Facebook a few years ago got into some trouble where they did, you know, as an unethical research study on 200,000 or so uh, Facebook users to see if they could modify their mood. They showed them stories that were happy. And lo and behold, the users seemed happy and they started to post more happy content. Um, the opposite was also true. They were able to swing users into um, sharing and spreading more negative content. And so the, the ability for a social platform to shape our perceptions and the way that we think without really our, without our kind of conscious awareness is something that is becoming more and more a problem. And whether we feel happy or sad on Facebook might not feel necessarily that important, but it's also been shown in, in other um, um, examples where Facebook was able to actually increase the number of voters showing up to election polls on a given day by just telling other users that their friends had voted. So if your friend had voted, you would be more likely to go to the poll. And in the United States, where a lot of elections are decided on, you know, just a few uh, percentage points, um, sharing, you know, uh, Democratic or uh, Republican voters, um, more or less, gives Facebook essentially the power to swing elections. And so these are these are now real world issues um, that I think a lot of society and a lot of our, you know, laws and um, the people that we send to government uh, might not be really aware of. And so this is some of the work that we're doing. Wow, that was fabulous. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you for joining us and yeah. for giving us an insight on online identity and surveillance capitalism. Yeah. We look forward to seeing your book coming yeah. out. Yeah, Cybersecurity Cyber Security and Humanities 2020. Oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into our segment, and we hope that you come back and listen to more. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Forward. Find our footnotes, links to more information, and past episodes on our website, brockuca slash humanities. We love to hear from our listeners, so please join us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Brock Humanities. Please subscribe and rate us on your favorite podcasting app so you don't miss an episode. Forward is hosted and produced by Allison Innes for the Faculty of Humanities at Brock University. Our sound design and editing is by Serena Atella, and theme music is by Kaladamam. The credits have been read by me, Serena Atella. Special thanks to Brock University's Makerspace and Brock University Marketing and Communications for Studio and Web Support. This podcast is financially supported by the Faculty of Humanities at Brock University. Mm -hmm.